are tuning in to GradCast, the official radio and podcast show of the Society of Graduate Students here at the University of Western Ontario. Uh, we have a very special lineup here today because, you know, in a flash, in a blink of an eye, we've recorded over 500 episodes and we thought, you know, this is uh, a good reason to you know, be a little bit self-congratulatory to uh, do a little bit of navel-gazing. So while uh, we still had the contact information of everybody, we thought it would be a great, great idea to have all of our past committee chairs uh, in for a conversation for a bit of a people's history of GradCast. My name is Yimin Chen. I am... Um, let's say the longest serving committee member on GradCast. And it is my absolute pleasure and privilege to welcome our four guests, uh, past and current uh, committee chairs, starting with our very first one, Alex Mazinski. Hello. Hey, Iman, how are you doing? Oh, excellent. Lovely to have you with us. Uh, our second chair, Tristan Johnson. Hello. Also, I got super nostalgic when you did that open. Me too, buddy. I'm tearing up already. <laughs> uh, number three, we have Susan Anthony. Hello. Also nostalgic. Great to see you all. Sorry, I should um, correct myself. That is doctors Alex Mazinski and Susan Anthony. Um, Thank you. And Done me so well since. And our current uh, committee chair, Grand Poobah and head honcho, Ariel Frame. Hello, hello. Okay, so I thought, you know, it would be, uh, it'd be nice to know, um, especially for those of you who have since left Western, where are you now? What's up in, in your lives? What's happened since? Uh, why don't we start with Alex? Um. All right, so I, I finished um, my PhD in 2017. Um, from there, I actually stuck around at Western for another two years. I worked as a research associate um, in the, the neuroscience kind of research area. And I also worked in the law school um, in healthcare law. Um, and I was working part-time at Fanshawe teaching. And um, now I'm actually at Queen's University um, doing my MD there. Um, so I'm in second year med school, and that's been quite interesting given the, the current situation in the world. It's been a lot of interesting information. It's been a lot of fun, um, very different, but actually just a fascinating time to be a med student. Wow. So you weren't satisfied just being, you know, a, a, a single doctor. You're going to be a doctor doctor. I'm going to be a doctor, doctor. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> just, just want to point out on that, that there was a point when Alex was deciding his future and he was like, I don't know if I want to be a doctor, an astronaut or start a business where we make rockets or something like that. <laughs> I, think, I think lawyer was in there too, wasn't lawyer it? Lawyer too, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. He, it was yeah. like, do I apply to law school? Do I go to med school? Uh. Yeah. I just wrote all the standardized tests and said, okay, <laughs> these look okay. Like, let's just apply now and make our decision later. It was very, uh, it was a very shoot from the hip type of situation. I think I studied for like two weeks for the MCAT. I studied for like two weeks for the LSAT and just like cast the net. A real <laughs> Renaissance man. I try. 
Okay. Say, well, yeah. Do you, do you paint also? Like a. <laughs> yeah, these paintings behind me are mine. Ooh, oh, so my really? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Actually, they're paint night. Yeah, so I did them yeah. with my fiance. Oh, beautiful! And he's also engaged. <laughs> ah. So a very eventful <laughs> life. All right. Um, how about you, Tristan? The second chair, next in line. Um, okay. Um, so I left GradCast in 2017 because my wife got a job for the Ontario government. And so we had to move to downtown Toronto. Um, I was still trying to continue my PhD down there. But uh, this side project that I'd been doing, which was an educational YouTube channel about history called Step Back, um, sort of started to snowball. And after a year where like I had some, there was some, you know, there was a pretty tense back and forth between, uh, not tense, I should say, uh, just communication issues with me in the university. And after a year of me doing a lot of work on my side hustle and doing not a lot of work on my dissertation, uh, after a year, I was like, oh, uh, I'm making quite a bit from this. And I realized that it's been a year and they're going to want me to announce how much progress I've made on this dissertation. And so I was like, oh, it's not much. Um, so I promptly took that opportunity to think, okay, this is a crossroads uh, for my life. And I dropped out um, much to the disappointment of like my mom and stuff. Every once in a while, they're still like, you know, you could always go back, you could always do it. Uh, but uh, now uh, after that, I had a, I did a year where I was working for the Canadian Civil Liberties Association as their head of communications. Uh, and then after a year in the summer of 2019, uh, the YouTube channel that I started, plus a little bit of freelancing, which has gotten smaller since, uh, is now enough to be a full-time career. And now I, I've moved back to London because my wife got another job that is remote, even when there isn't a global pandemic. And um, now I'm a full-time YouTuber, which is a weird thing to say as a real job. Well, that's, uh, you know, one of those alt-ack careers that- Very alt. Really about, eh? It's like alt-work. <laughs> <laughs> gotta do All what right, you gotta great. do. So yeah, uh, everyone go subscribe to Tristan's channel, Step Back History. Yeah, we're probably gonna hit uh, 100,000 subscribers this summer. Which is oh my the, gosh, that's amazing. That's the you big get one most, of the buttons for that. Yeah, that's when they send you. Uh, they send you a plaque, uh, cool. which I am very excited for. Cool. You're gonna be a real oh, influencer. That is. <laughs> that is I still big remember time. when I fell asleep listening to your channel and it was autoplay, <laughs> and I woke up and I thought I was hearing about the history of what of of Quebec and it ended up being like the history because I was going to Quebec, but it ended up being the history of like the Ku Klux Klan or something. I woke oh, yeah. up and I was like, what happened to Quebec? <laughs> uh, Good well, I, I think on that note, um, what about you, Susan? What's up? I, uh, I honestly just try to sleep as much as I can these days. Uh, I was Gradcast chair until, I think it was the summer of 2018, right? And mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I just had to like finish up because I got, I got preggers, uh, intentionally. Uh, so I finished my PhD <laughs> and I studied biology, uh, thermophysiology and I got to write it up and I defended, I was 
like eight and a half months pregnant or eight months pregnant. And then like two weeks later, my son was born early. So I'm really not prepared for any of this. Um, and yeah, so I had like, I remember, uh, so I, I defended, I passed, I got all that stuff, but I just remember leading up to it, trying to apply for positions and they're like, okay, can you, so when do you defend and can you start, you know, May? I was like, not really. <laughs> How about like a year, year and a half? Uh, and they're like, call us back. And then, so you're about a year later, my son's about a year old and they yeah, have pandemic hit. So I just like, I'll just stay put for now. So yeah, after Western, my partner and I and our son moved back to home, which was Vancouver. And here's where I stay. And uh, just so you know, it's uh, flowers are blooming. Smells you really got a snowstorm today. Just want to say, <laughs> <laughs> we got zero snow this year. We almost kind of got snow, but um, yeah. So, but I still, yeah, no job. And but it's giving me time to work on my papers and finishing the stuff up left over from my PhD. Um, and I'm trying to keep my, you know, fingers in certain stuff. And again, just trying to sleep as much as possible. All right. I, One year I old, that's a challenge. Sleep. Yeah. 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 Any sleep you no, can he's almost catch two now. when you have a kid. Sorry? Any sleep you can catch while you have a kid is, is probably something you should pursue. That's literally just what I tell people is like, they're just like, when do you, do you, you know, what do you do time-wise and stuff? Like, okay, if I have a moment to sleep, I just sleep. You just, you just got to do it. And honestly, PhD really prepared me for being a mom because <laughs> really? like, How oh so? yeah, well, there's, you know, it's constantly changing. You know, you could be needed at 8 a.m. or not. Um, you could have a marathon. This is the biology, like how about the, uh, like the experiments, you know, you got to mm. run. Maybe you're going to have to spend two weeks of like four hours of sleep every night for two weeks and just crash on a couch wherever you can, you know, nod off at the microscope I have done. Um, you just get really good at sleeping when you can get it. So just to be clear, are you comparing mm. your son to your biological specimens when you were working on your PhD? No, I'm comparing my son to my thesis. Your, your biological thesis. Um, <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Uh, Did anyone else uh, have post-grad school uh, take a long time to start reading books again? Or is that just me? No, okay, no. it was just me. Joe, so I think it depends on what kind of book though. I got so excited. I got to read something like fun. Because when, when you're in your PhD, all you're reading is like focused and about serious stuff that you have to remember. I love being able to read something. I'm like, I don't have to remember any of this. It's great. Yeah. It took me about like uh, two years before my brain was even like gauged in some, a mode where I could even do that again, where I could just read fun books. It was awful. I got stuck like with a sleeping baby on me a lot. So um, I had to do something to occupy my time. How about you, Alex? Yeah, I am um, in grad school. I just found I never had time to read for fun. Um, so when when that 
ended and I was working, I, I found I actually did enjoy picking up like, you know, a, a biography type of book or a fiction book and just really enjoyed reading again. I, I actually took a, a course in children's literature and really enjoyed reading books that were fun like The Hobbit. Um, I ta that. <laughs> I, I loved it. And, um, but I, I find that kind of reading is a breath of fresh air from reading like journal articles all the time. So I, <laughs> I was looking forward to getting back to, to reading for, for enjoyment. I, I've actually yeah. found my favorite thing to do now is, is uh, listen to audiobooks. And I listen to them while I'm like dissecting mice or like doing any sort of, basically I'm listening to stuff all day while I'm doing my work. Cause a lot of it's, you know, just really just laborious kind of stuff that I don't have to think about what I'm doing while I'm doing it. I, after I planned it, I just do it. And I've like powered through like last year, like, like maybe a dozen or two dozen books. Like I've gone through lots and lots of books, which is great. I remember, yeah. Marathon like experiments. I think I listened to the entire Lord of the Rings series. Cause I'm just like, Oh, what else am I going to do? <sighs> do you ever find, um, you know, any moments where the audiobook sort of narration lines up with, in a, in a kind of interesting, funny, serendipitous way with what you're actually doing in the lab? Like you're, you're I don't know, cutting open mice and it's the Battle of Helm's Deep raging in the background or something. And you're like in there slaughtering orcs. Um, it's like dark side of the moon thing. Some, sometimes I, I think <laughs> though, I think I do, but you know, I don't know, I, I don't know, I think, Weird, reality's weird and there's always these really odd coincidences that happen and everyone i think everything everyone i've ever spoken to has this happen they'll be like well that was a super weird coincidence and some people read more into it than than others but i really often find that i'm like having a conversation that's really novel and i like have never spoken to anyone about it before and then i'm like oh that's an interesting concept then i go and i listen to a book and it comes up in the like the next chapter and i'm like how I've never spoken about this before, but now it's coming up. Like I just like you learn a new word and then all of a sudden you hear it be used. Like yeah. this? It, it's I think much that's like because that. you get like the search image, you're aware of it more. Yeah, that could be or it. or it's a conspiracy. It yep, or a conspiracy, or we live in a simulation, you know, one of those. Is it Berenstein bears or Berenstein bears? I don't know. You know, that's, uh, that's a really handy segue because, you know, um, just like how the Mandela effect causes us to question um, history and timelines and whether we've diverged. Um, one of the reasons we brought you all here today is to talk about the timeline of the GradCast committee. Um, in, in particular, uh, I know Ariel and I are super, super interested and curious um, about the murky, misty, sort of shrouded founding of our esteemed committee. And um, why don't we start here, like building up a timeline through each of the chairs with, uh, with the original founding, uh, which I believe you were a part of, Alex? Yeah, I was part of that. Um... So back in, I guess it was August 2013, um, there was an official SOGS call for people who were interested in being involved in a podcast. Um, they put it out through the SOGS email uh, newsletter that people generally don't read. Um, and, and one of my friends actually saw it and said, hey, Alex, like you should 
go to this. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll go to this info session meeting. And at the meeting, there were three people. Um, there was a, a person named Ashley Warnock, um, who was a master's student, I believe at the time. Um, a guy named James Gocher, who was a master's student at the time. And he was the VP academic. Um, so that's where the him. tie to the VP academic of, of SOGS comes in. Uh, he was the VP academic and he was doing his master's in geography. I think he's a lawyer now. Um, and Ashley is an MD. Um, and then there was another guy named Matt Riappel, who was a PhD student in the physiology and pharmacology department. And um, they just, they were looking for more, more bodies to, to do the work. They were all very, very involved people. Um, they wanted this, this podcast idea to come to fruition, but I think none of them really wanted to, to put in a lot of time to organizing it and running it as, as all of you guys know how much that is. And so I remember I showed up and maybe four or five other people came to this info session and we were sitting in the SOGS office in, in UCC. And um, the, uh, <laughs> they just kind of went around the table and we all introduced ourselves, explained kind of what we were interested in and why. And they were, they, they would have taken anybody. They were just happy to have people. Um, and, and I remember the, the other three people I never saw again. Um, <laughs> um, and, and they kind of went around and were desperate. They were like, you know, could, and who wants to chair this? And they were like, oh, it's going to be great. You, you know, you're going to get to run it. And I, I just thought, I'm, I don't know what everybody else's qualifications are here, but I'm the least qualified person to, to be in like sharing this thing. Like, I, I don't know anything about running a podcast or radio. It was actually not even a podcast. It was just a radio show, just a radio show, only live right. episodes. And, and I thought, Oh my gosh, like what, what am I getting into here? And I, I no, there was, I don't like awkward silences and there was a long awkward silence. So I just raised my hand and said, I'll do it. And, and that's how I became the chair. And they said, sure. Uh, does anybody object? And nobody objected. And they said, sure enough. All right, here's our first chair. So, you know, it was just us. And then Ashley was really busy with other things. So we, we only saw her a, a handful of times over the year. And so every, I, I think it was every Tuesday evening at 6.30 or 6, um, we would that's show up. Yeah. We would show up at the radio station in UCC, just around the corner from the SOGS office um, at CHRW. And we would record, not even record, we would broadcast a live episode. And our first host was Matt Riappel. And he, he hosted every episode almost that year. Um, and our first way of doing it, we, we decided let's have... Um, three guests per episode because we had heard um 10 minute chunks is probably better than you know 20 or 30 minutes so we would it was my job uh to find guests so i was just frantically every week looking for somebody to come on the show and i, I needed three people a week <laughs> to come on so i was you know talking about it i remember we'd, i go to seminars at western and just walk to the front at the beginning and say hey guys i'm alex from gradcast maybe you haven't heard about it check it out wednesdays 6 30 and tuesdays 6 30 and um if if you really want a fun time to just get your research some uh some more reach and and a completely different experience i'd, I'd suggest you come uh be on our show and every now and then there'd be a taker and somebody would be interested so 
So we, we, um, we did three a week for a while. And I think we started shortening it partially, uh, not shortening the episode, but lengthening the interviews um, and decreasing the number of guests uh, because it, we were running out of people. Um, so we started going with, you know, 15 minutes each. Sometimes we'd have one person for an entire episode. Anyway, we, we were learning on the fly. It was literally like one week I was saying, sure, I'll do it. And then a week later we were live. It was just, there was no time to, to catch your <laughs> breath or figure out what was going on. Um, we didn't have anybody from say journalism who could maybe show us the ropes. Eventually we did. We'll get to that part in the story, but you know, it was just a bunch of science students um, who, who didn't really have much of a background in radio sitting around the radio booth um, holding episodes. And uh, it was, it was just a ton of fun though. We all had a really great time doing it. Um, at the time we didn't have any meetings. We, we rarely met uh, the way that um, Gradcast did sort of in its second iteration. Um, but, but I, I would say that myself and James really ran things very closely together because he was VP academic, very connected to SOGS. And I was really responsible for sort of the inner workings of how we were going to format the, the show itself, finding people and, and kind of trying to uh, diversify the topics that we covered. Um, and the, the year just kind of went on um, after, and, and, you know, strangely to, to our surprise, the people at CHRW loved it um, in spoken word. You know, we had the, we had the spoken word director coming to us and saying, Oh my God, I love Gradcast. It's my favorite show. You know, I don't know how they know these things, but they were you know, like, it gets the most listens of any spoken word show that we have. And I didn't believe them until one day we were sitting around the booth and, and somebody was trying to phone in like literally a construction worker was trying to phone in while we were live on air and we didn't know what to do. We were saying like, how do we even answer the phone? You know, somebody was in another room on, on the line with them. We didn't advertise, you know, call us, you know, to talk about this research, but somebody had gone out of their way. They loved Gradcast. They listened to it every week. It's, it's not some, you know, grad student who's listening to their friends or grad students, parents who want to listen to their child. It's, it's a dude who's, in London, working construction, and he listens every week. And so that really uh, kind of gave us some, some serious momentum sort of internally, you know, it's, it's not, you're not screaming into the void. There's actually people listening. Um, and it was, you know, it's very near and dear to, to my heart. And I think all of our hearts as, as academics to be making a difference, especially in a world that, um, you know, at the time, even in 2013, there was, if you were looking for it, rampant misinformation that was out there. And you were saying, I'm getting the research that's being done by students that is, is not out there very much to reach people who it otherwise wouldn't reach. And that was very, uh, it was a very thrilling feeling. Anyway, the first year went like that. And I'm sorry for such a long story here, um, but I'll, I'll start going into maybe the second year now. Um, the first year, it, it kind of just stayed pretty consistent. We had it um, with just three, two to three people per week. Matt interviewed almost all of them. And, and I kind of, I remember I'd stand outside of the booth and I'd coordinate because it was a, it was a very well-coordinated machine at that point. Okay. You're up next. All right. The old guest goes. So 
it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but it was kind of my dream to, to make it not just a live radio show, but to turn it into a podcast. Um, and, and so we, at, at the end of the year, I remember James was graduating, Ashley was graduating, Matt was graduating, and it was just me that was going to be left over. And they said, well, Alex, do you, you want to keep doing this? Um, and I said, heck yeah, I love GradCast. Like I'm, I've had more fun doing this and, and trying to, to build it a little bit than almost anything else in GradCast. It's something I get to do every week and, uh, you know, it, it lets me just have a ton of fun while still being constructive. And I think doing something that I find meaningful. And so we put out a call, um, again, kind of the same way we had before. I think it was in the SOGS newsletter. And uh, he said, you know, call for people to, to be involved in the radio show. And I think at that point, that's when we got Tristan. Um, we got Joseph Donahue, Tyson Davis, and Gina, Gina Coombe, who came on the show. I'm with Joe, yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I don't think I've missed anybody else from that second there was one guy who also joined up and he came to a single uh, show and then we never saw him again. I can't remember yeah. his name though. But there's this one first group photo of all of us together from the first show and he's in it and then oh, really? never saw him again. <laughs> I'm he sorry. Was he was just there for the photo. Yeah. Um, but it was at that point that, that I, I remember sitting with you guys and um, sort of the, the turnover had happened and, and I was going to be the chair for the second year and I said okay let's have some fun with this now like let's you know would you like to make this into a podcast like you want to because we could get the recordings from the radio station we could pull them off their server and we could post it as a podcast so we got permission to do that um, we we got it all set up I think Tristan was the one who set up the Podbean. it's probably the same website uh, Gradcast has now and um, I remember we made a logo and I remember we we're sitting in the grad club and I was sitting with Joe, Tyson, and Tristan. And I remember drawing like this idea of like, okay, it's gonna be like a radio signal, but also it's gonna have like a graduate cap on the top. And it's gonna be sending out these, these <laughs> beams and that's gonna be grad cast. It's grad cap casting, right? And maybe there was a picture involved. Um, but we had, we were having just so much fun. And I remember drawing like the idea on a napkin and then making this terrible, I'm not very good at Photoshop, um, this terrible Corel draw version of it and sending it to everybody. And it was a sticks thing. I think I still have it. I could send it to you guys. Um, and then Joe Donahue came along and he like punched it up. And I think it's the logo that we still have. Um, so like we made a logo and we started thinking about branding and we just had a ton of fun doing that. And, um, so the turnover had happened. We had sort of started our shift from live episodes on the radio only to more digital, but we still, um, we still went on the radio live that year. And I, I think we, we oiled it down better to, to not three guests anymore. I, I think we went down to either two or one guest. Like by the end of the year, we were down to one guest. We started with three. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that phase of the show. Yeah. We, uh, we moved down to one, I think, pretty soon into the year. Yeah. And, and we didn't find, and nobody that I think we spoke to that listened found that 30-minute um, episodes were too long, right? We could always, 
because it wasn't exactly 30 minutes. It was you know 25 minutes because there was this commercial at the beginning we had to play. There was a commercial at the end we had to play. Um, so so it wasn't actually that that long. And I think we did find um, that 10 minutes wasn't a long enough time with people. It was too short. So anyway, first year was was very bare bones. Let's figure out how to do this. Second year. Um, we implemented some changes, including the podcast, but we really, that's when it started to get, I think, a little bit more serious. That's when we started to sort of pre-interview the guests a little bit, talk to them, um, you know, for 15 minutes before. We had them send in a quick summary of their research. The host would would be turning over at that point, so it wasn't just Matt recording every episode. We had a, a, all of us started to host, which was a ton of fun. Um and we started getting uh, we started getting their information ahead of time so that we could really start to coordinate the the interviews better. I think about halfway through that year, Tyson had a friend in journalism, uh, a guy by the name of, name of Eric Green, who went by the alias Minty Biscuit. And um, Eric was a journalism student, and he 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 didn't really do that much with GradCast. He was very busy with, with kind of other things, I think. Um, but he was very involved uh, with kind of helping us. And he created a document for us kind of close to the end of that year, um, which was how to do a good interview, right? And he had his kind of bullet points. He walked us through his strategy for conducting an interview. Um, and I, I really think the quality of our interviews over the course of year two like just skyrocketed compared to year one where we were just kind of winging it and going on the air and having a conversation. And, and I think that they still are there. Like the, the grad cast of today, um, you know, has only improved on, on what we did back then. So, so that's kind of how it started. It was, it was uh, a radio show that a, that a bunch of people with no business making a radio show um, started and it, it just slowly improved. And with the second cohort um, you know, I think, I think in particular, Tristan brought a lot of, of interest and experience and enthusiasm to the show that really allowed it to get better. And he edited all of our episodes like crazy. And, and so Tristan, you were kind of instrumental in that second year. And then, um, kind of at the end of that year, I, um, as, as chair, I, I didn't want to, uh, continue to monopolize sort of the leadership of GradCast. At that point, I had, um, I, I feel like I had plateaued with what I was capable of, of turning GradCast into. Um, it, was a, it was a show, it aired every week. We had tried a lot of things, some worked, some didn't. At one point we were video recording our episodes in the Grad Club back room and that really didn't work well. <laughs> We, uh, we recorded them on various devices. Um, we got some positive feedback. We got some very harsh feedback sometimes from uh, people who listened. And can I, um, can, I, can I ask you, is it true or is, is there a rumor that you guys tried an episode while you, were, you had been drinking to see how that worked out? Yeah, so there was a podcast that I think Tyson listened to called Rooster Teeth. And he, he really wanted to try recording an episode sort of rooster teeth style. He was like, you know, we don't always have to just have a guest. We can, now that we're a podcast, we can have special episodes where we just do other things. And this could be a window into grad students. So let's just, you know, get a couple of pictures and sit around and have a conversation, see where it goes. It could be really entertaining. And so we tried it 
and it didn't really work that well. Um, there, I don't think it was particularly interesting. It uh, was, I think, very upsetting to one of the members at the time who was very disappointed in, in that episode. And I remember that there was some interpersonal conflict that, um, that had to be kind of dampened down that um, I needed to, to get in between and have sort of conversations with the person who was um, throwing a bit of a fit for better, for lack of a better way to put it. And Is that uh, your medical terminology. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they were, they were just, you know, and, and the reaction was, was not one of, of fairness to the group or fairness to themselves or anybody really. I mean, it's, it wasn't the episode for the week, you know, it was another, it was an extra thing that we were trying and yeah, it didn't work. I don't think there was anybody there who thought it did by the end. We were just like, yeah, that, that was a bust. Um, moving on. But in the spirit of, of innovation and the spirit of science and the spirit of just trying new things, I think you, you don't know until you try. Mm -hmm. So we did record an episode that, that uh, just, it didn't go anywhere. It was just a couple of people hanging out and it, at least for us at that juncture in time, it didn't work. <laughs> uh, one thing you say about the interpersonal conflict, I mean, it's something we can probably touch back on later, but I think there's so much passion that goes into GradCast that when someone really, like we, we, we put so much into it that if something they doesn't like or something they feel isn't working, it, it's really, you have such a response to it. So you can have some real clashes about, you know, the direction things are going. Yeah, it's, a, it's artistic differences, I guess, right? It's, yeah. uh, it, it, Gradcast is that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a podcast. It's, um, it's a radio show podcast. And it, it's not just to the point journalism. It's, it is an art of its own. And there's a, there's, a, there's a purpose, there's a direction, there's a style. And, you know, if different members have different ideas, then I think uh, it can be challenging to navigate that. So actually in that, in that second year, we started to um, actually do, um, we started to do meetings every two weeks. We did sort of meetings so that we were all on the same page. And um, I guess the, the last point that I'll make about those first two years and that, that conflict that happened um, is that the, the decision to do that episode was a group decision. We'd had a meeting, we'd voted on it, we had decided let's try it, which is I think why the person's response to, to being so upset and the, the conduct in how they had navigated that was inappropriate. They didn't simply wait till the next meeting to say it. They, you know, hit a, a CC everybody email and it was, it was unfortunate that it had it, that it went that way. Um, that was quite stressful. That's probably the most stressful moment for me as chair, actually, just, you know, seeing that and thinking like, what the heck? And, um, you know, I just kind of had to nip it in the bud and say, there's no place for that on this committee. This is a committee where we, we support each other's ideas. This was someone's idea. We tried it. And there's no place here for the, the condemning of people's ideas that we all said we would try. It didn't work. Let's be adults about it and move on and not wow. make the person whose idea it was feel bad. Anyway. It sounds like you, you managed to salvage it, obviously, because, you know, the podcast continued to exist and it, it continues. Everybody stayed on. It was good. 
So all good. But you know, I, 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 it sounds like you're like right at the end of your, your portion of the story. And we're, we're right, you know, almost overlapping with what's uh, Tristan's part of the story. I want to know before we move on though, where did the name Gradcast come from? The very first meeting, um, when, when it was just the, I guess me, three other people who never showed up again, and the three people whose idea it was to have some kind of a, a radio show, um, we're sitting around and we just bounced a few ideas off of, of each other. And uh, I don't remember whose idea it was. It might've been, might've been Ashley who, who said Gradcast. And that's kind of, it was that, that first meeting that I was in and, and they said, okay, well, now that we have a chair, let's, let's come up with a name. And then they wrote it into the constitution <laughs> and that was Gradcast. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Organic. Those, those sound like some real heady days way back. Uh, a real sort of sense of, um, what was that? Move fast and break things. Not that we necessarily want to be associated with Facebook, but you know, you really get a sense of um, that, you know, ex exploration, experimentation, the, the great unknown. But uh, so yeah, that takes us to the end of the first two years of Gradcast's life. And then you decided um, not to pursue a third term, which brings us to uh, our second chair, Tristan Johnson. Um, now I gotta ask, did you run unopposed for this? Did you seize power <laughs> in some sort of coup or was there some sort of a peaceful democratic um, you know, transition of, of, of power? I seem to recall there being an attempted uh, take uh, attempted opposition um, for the sake of an opposition. Uh, there was this young upstart by the name of Yimin Chen who uh, posted fierce opposition. <laughs> no, that that was definitely not your first term. Oh, this not year. my that first was your term. Second. No, no, that was my first second term. Uh, I remember first... pon ponies were present. Uh, were were. Uh... Okay. Promise. I, I did make campaign promises that I had no intention to keep. And um, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I don't know if my memory is as good as Alex's because holy <laughs> moly. Um, but uh, from here, here the, the story for me was uh, when I came to GradCast, I had um, come with some, some other experience that was more media related. That was sort of my contribution. I did, um, after high school, I did an audio engineering program so I knew how like microphones and soundboards and stuff worked. And so uh, one of the first things that happened when the committee, when I joined the committee was that the radio station was trying to find somebody to man the desks because they were like, yeah, this was like a temporary thing. We weren't expecting for you to just rely on a person to be behind the desk. So I learned, I learned to do the behind the desk stuff. Um, but there was not really that, oh, sorry. Just as, as a quick interjection, the person behind the desk, just so we name everybody and give them all credit, the person who did it for the first very long time for us was a guy named Ed Von Adderkass. And I think he's in Boston now. He was one of the workers at CHRW. Just, that's oh my one. God, Alex, like a vault. I, like I can't I said, remember yeah. people I met like two weeks ago and you're like, that's yeah. why he aced the MCAT after two weeks of studying. Yeah, yeah oh honestly, I'm having a hard time remembering <laughs> all your names right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I can't name uh, everyone who's been on the committee since I've been on it. So, <laughs> oh my God. But uh, on, on the note, I don't think I ran unopposed. And actually, if I remember correctly, it wasn't really that much of like, like it was kind of just like, oh yeah, Tristan's going to do it next. Like it was kind of just handed over because nobody else 
wanted to take it over. Uh, Tyson, I think, was leaving at that point. And I think Joe was also leaving at that point. And Gino was interested in other things. So uh, there was nobody who was like, really wanted to take over the steering wheel. And I had a real strong passion for because I love radio and I love audio formats. And I had run a podcast in the past. And there's like, there's, there's a bunch of small things. Um, but when I took over, the main thing that I had to deal with, first of all, was there was sort of a change up at CHRW, specifically when it came to their spoken word department. And one of the first things they wanted to do is, and I don't exactly know the reasons for this, but we ended up getting some weird programming changes where like they wanted to give another show our slot and uh, they compromised to giving us every other week. So what happened was for a while we were recording Every, we were doing audio, we were doing podcasts or no, sorry, we were doing the radio show every other week. And uh, when we, when they came down with that on us, we were all very confused. Uh, so we decided to move to uh, podcast first, I think was like the idea behind it, which was we are a podcast that happens to be on the radio rather than a radio show that has a podcast version of it. And so we said, all right, uh, if they're not going to have us every week, we're still going to do a show every week. It's just going to be a podcast. Uh, we managed to borrow, um, actually, no, we got budget from C8, from, uh, from SOGS to buy some audio equipment. We bought ourselves like an ADD converter and some microphones and some stands. And we had our nice little, I remember there was a time when Alex, you had rented a car and we were like driving through the snow. Like it was like a huge snowstorm, like three a feet of snow. Terrible snowstorm. Yeah. And we, we were to Long and McQuaid to buy this equipment. <laughs> We drifted, uh, I remember, on the yeah. way. To <laughs> <laughs> it was it was quite it was quite an ordeal. Um, and then uh, we had the mobile set up, and so what this meant was there's a few things. It meant that we could go to events. It meant that we could record people where they were, and it allowed us to do a lot more stuff in different places, which let us do some cool things in that first year. Uh, the first thing I remember is that we got to record at a grad student conference. Um, I'm trying to remember what the name of that thing is. You've got, it happens every year at Western. but um, the, the Western Research Forum. Yeah, the Western Research Forum. And we interviewed a whole bunch of people. It was a big day. It was really fun. Mm -hmm. We also got to, we also had to recruit because as I said, Tyson was leaving, uh, Joe was leaving, and uh, Gina was sort of taking a small role. So I did another recruitment drive, sort of like what happened when I joined up. And that's how we got Susan and Yemen and Ani and uh, and Tanya and and, uh, oh, and Emma. you got me. No. No. Goodness gracious! Okay, I'm gonna need to be, I'm gonna need to be uh, corrected the whole way through. Um, is it bad? Is it bad form to correct you or? No, no, no. Do okay. it all the time. Uh, so we were so we do the podcast first thing, and we were interviewing people. It was really fun. Um, the Western Research Forum was a really big deal, getting the mobile rig. Um, then as we came to the end of the year, we had another shakeup at CHRW and that spoken word director left. And the last year that I was in charge of GradCast was probably like, was the best year that I was there. Uh, because that's when we got Rich Raycraft in charge of uh, spoken word. And Rich Raycraft had, like, he was a journalist. He had journalism experience. He had worked for CBC. And he saw the lineup of shows. And he thought Gradcast was by far the most, like, the thing that he liked the most. And he decided that he was going to invest a lot in making sure that we got 
whatever we wanted. And so he pushed for grad cast. Uh, he got grad cast. It's, it's hour long thing back because, or it's uh, not it's hour long thing, but it got its full like 30 minutes a week back, which I think he even offered us an hour a week at one point. And I th- said, I don't know if we can do that, but, um, but I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like Tristan, that, hmm? so in the interest of accuracy, I, I think you got your timeline flipped around a little bit. Oh, no. um, Rich, when he was head of spoken word at CHRW, had just come out of the journalism program here at Western, and he went to the CBC after his okay. stint at Western Radio. I've kept in touch with them afterwards, so the timeline is uh, is all over the place. He's been doing some awesome Again, stuff. Again, Mandela we love effect. Maybe in your parallel dimension, it happened that way. No, but... that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I yeah. think as part of his journalism school, he did work with the CBC a little bit. I think and so. And the CBC too. was using before they had the stuff downtown London. They were using the journalism schools, right? Facilities, I think. So there's a lot of sort of like help, mm-hmm. like like real world help that the students could do towards the CBC. So it's there's a thing there. Yeah. The ideas uh, are all flowing, getting a little jumbled. His big campaign was to push for more on the ground journalism and more like podcast storytelling type stuff for CHRW. And he saw Gradcast as an important part of that. At the same time, um, Sogs was also very happy with us that, and we ended up getting like a decent budget increase that year too. Um, so we were, we were riding high that year. That was how we were able to get all that equipment. And um, we were able to just do a lot of really good stuff. Uh, we grew the team quite a bit, uh, lots of names, lots of cool people. I remember, um, people like Julia who, uh, came on to talk about what it was like to be a grad student with a stutter. And then he became one of our hosts and became one of like our strongest hosts. Um, I also remember that my like desire as grad cast chair was also just because of like personal connections and the way things were set up is that our show was really, really STEM heavy. And so I was trying to get uh, as the, as the first non-scientist in grad cast and to date, I think the only non-scientist ever chair it, I tried to push a lot more arts and humanities people. And eventually when we got Yemen, we interviewed basically the entire FEMS department (laughs) at some point. Um, uh, Just like, yeah. And we did a couple of years. Uh, I feel like the show, like once we got the podcast running, once we got the mobile rig going, we, and then we got our team out and big, we got, um, we also had, there was also Sabrina and uh, we got a whole bunch of people. The gradcast was huge at a certain point. I think we had like eight or nine members at one point. Uh, um, 12. 12. Yeah. yeah. We, we amended the constitution because originally we capped it at 10. And mm-hmm. I remember you came to me at one point and we're just like, does it have to be 10? Do you think we could expand it? And, uh, and we, we chatted about it and we, we decided, yeah, let's, let's up it to whatever, 12 or 15, mm-hmm. because it, there's no point in, in not taking good people who are going to be interested in it, as long as they're going to be invested. Yeah. And we had people like, uh, like for example, Tanya. Tanya was, yeah. a, was a member of the GradCast committee who uh, because of her work, didn't actually have that much time to do the show, like to host the show. So she took it upon herself to basically network and probably pulled in tons of guests. She's fantastic uh, for that. 
and she'd go to orientation and talk to new incoming students about joining and stuff. She was fantastic. Mm -hmm. People like Ramina Adam, who, who wanted only to be the social media person. That's a name I haven't heard in a very long time. <laughs> uh, I think I actually ended up writing her a letter of recommendation for medical school or something too at one point. Uh, she was great. So yeah, we had a really, uh, like we had a really tight team. Things were going really, really well. I was, um, you know, I, I was, I was having a great time. Um, I don't remember because I feel like uh, there, then Kelly got the job, which we found out about in a very short order. But I have a feeling, I, I seem to recall that I was planning on kind of bowing out and letting somebody else take the show. Uh, I was letting Susan was, uh, was interested in taking over. And so at that point, like things were going really well. And I was just like, I think like I've gotten it to a good place. Uh, I'm happy to see what new people do with it. And mm -hmm. I was still gonna be around, but then Sadly, Susan, like just as you were starting to pick up everything and I was uh, passing everything over, Kelly got this job. And the thing that happened was that Kelly got this job and basically we had to move to Toronto in like a month. Mm -hmm. So I had to, I disappeared in very short order. Uh, and uh, then uh, I'm kind of curious to find out how the story goes after that. Because uh, then, then Susan very uh, abruptly had to take the show over. And we should say Alex was around for all of this. Like Alex. Yeah was never not part of it even after you graduated i think we you are just you're uh you you still were at the maze you still contributed and it was yeah, i came like every week for the yeah. year or something like that i stuck around for a whole other year after i graduated yeah i had alex for wonderful. a whole two years but then um i sadly had to go very suddenly and that was yeah that was really helpful alex yeah. like that you know like really helped like guide it because it was like somebody who was there at the founding and we could always like be like okay we're not sure like what that meant so we could like look to you and he'd be like well actually when we began <laughs> that's how i knew In about the, the, drunken, the drunken episode because someone said hey we should record this and you're like actually not a great idea yeah I mean, but, uh, so it was, it was Alex who, who recruited me to, to come on to the podcast. So there was a point where we were all like there. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. He was, he also was, we do recruiting events. When we wanted to, what we decided to do is we'd set up, this is a few years ago, where we'd set up like every couple, twice a year, we'd have a day and people would come in. It'd be a busy time at the grad club and we'd offer drink tickets to people if they agreed to sign up to go on our show which we, are, enough, we have to call vouchers now by the way they're oh really my God. strict right i know uh, beverage vouchers? maybe they were not as strict about it before but they're vouchered five dollar voucher it's yeah, true we, uh, we could fill up an entire season like an entire yeah. semester's worth of people with those events but those some great. people were really good at going up to strangers and asking hey this is cool you should do this and that would be Oh, I don't know if you can see it on my screen right, right. here. You're pointing, yeah. you're pointing Alex, exactly right. Alex would just <laughs> always just grab people awesome. and be like, this guy, get him. This, uh, and we, he'd be like, I got this. And he'd just go out and he'd come back and he'd be like filled. He's like, yeah, cool. Yeah, I had so a great time had, doing that. That was fun. You had, you, had, you had such a huge role to play. And I have to say, I'm really uh, pleased with how comfortable you were with other people taking like the chair lead. And kind of sitting back and and being part of it, but not going like, you know, that's my baby. Don't mess with my baby. You know. No, I, I have loved seeing what every every chair has done with it since I wasn't the chair anymore. Like I, 
I just love it. I love that it's still going. I love that you guys are still doing it. I love listening to the episodes and and hearing what you guys are up to. Like it's it's just fabulous to me. I don't know. So what happened in summer of 2017 when Susan took uh, the reins? Well, how did you take the reins? I mean, like, was the, there was no issue with taking the reins, right? You, it sounds like well, you just no, naturally. He, he had to bugger off to Toronto. So he's like, hey, you should do this. And I was like, you think I can? And that was enough of an ego boost for me that <laughs> I did it, which is exactly how I joined GradCast because you had a drive uh, for getting committee members and a friend of mine agreed to be part of the committee. And then later on, she decided, she's like, I don't think I can do this. I don't feel comfortable with it. So we were on a long card trip together. And she said to me, oh, you like podcasts. Have you ever thought about being in one? I think you'd be good. <laughs> and that was enough of me. someone saying that I, they thought I'd be good at something that I, I took her place because she was feeling guilty about agreeing to be part and then not wanting to do it anymore so she hooked me and i i mean i love podcasts i love listening learning and all that stuff and you know being in the lab we were talking about this before you know having something to listen to that you know uh, can be entertaining and also i just like learning about things not what i do you know i love talking to people who were in films and people who are in music and all that so yeah I took it on and I think a lot of what I was trying to do is keep it going like a bit I think I my organizational skills really came into play where I had like created a manual for to give to the next person I was only there for a year so I remember creating like a really strict manual of like on Mondays I do this on Tuesdays I do this like I email these people and I go to this and I get the vouchers uh, for the meetings. And I, I, I had it very, I was a very organized person. Um, big deals uh, during our time, like there's a lot of new people, a lot of new people and a few people staying over, but we had some amazing, cool people that came, um, especially towards the end. And um uh, some people have became really good friends. I want to throw out uh, Chantal Lamar as another great person there. because She's in music and she got us. Uh, we had um, with the funds we had, we hired a student to compose our theme tune. And that, I think we were all so thrilled because we got to the whole committee got to be part of like, uh, I, I've never commissioned a composition before. I don't think many people have but we got to oh, like yeah. hear little clips like is this and he show us like a couple examples of songs like are these the kind of tempo you're looking for and so we got to vote on things but it ended up being pretty unanimous and we're pretty pretty thrilled with the results and um that was oh my gosh i uh uh Becker, what was his first name? Was it a Andrew Becker? Was it Andrew or uh, it was Matthew Becker? Matthew, Matthew, Matthew Becker. Becker. That's yeah. it. So I, I was like, it's a, you you said the name at the end of every episode, but every like episode. we we, well, we it, actually since don't don't have it anymore. So I haven't heard the name for a while. <laughs> we don't have the. Nope we don't we don't use that theme song anymore. Oh, what happened? Oh, committee sorry. changed up, and you, nobody was there for that magnanimous oh. time when we like worked on it. So. People that was, voted against it. Democracy, right? 
that was that was pretty pretty special so uh sad sad to hear that go um we had uh what else uh, rich raycraft stuck was still part of it i became super close to chrw i used to hang out there they would teach us all kinds of stuff that's where they started a new studio so what we started doing instead of live recordings we switched to all pre-recorded episodes so we would record at our time slot to keep consistency but it would air the following week and so it gave us a week to kind of like edit anything down a lot of pauses or a lot of people uh if they know they're pre-recorded sometimes might take a break and kind of wait wait did i already say that you know cut that cut that out so i i got to learn all the editing software for that so but we got to use a really cool like soundproof new studio with fancy audio equipment and uh we also did a lot of um special episodes so instead of just the regular ones we'd have like a backlog of special episodes if someone was coming in um the famous lego grad student episode where someone came in we didn't have to bump somebody that we already had booked we could add still a, most listened that's still most listened still i think, most yeah, listened. I think that's nice. the highest downloads that episode nice definitely got social media clout mm-hmm. yeah that was uh <laughs> we got 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 a little uh our, our taste of fame there so that that was pretty pretty fun but yeah with rich raycraft he came and actually gave us like like a, a lesson using clips from our own show like he was so invested in us and really gave us so much help. And he gave us clips of the show, just listening to bits and saying, Hey, how could we improve on, upon this? What are ways to avoid these pitfalls? And he even gave examples of like famous people doing interviews and messing up. And it was like, good, not just us. So that was kind of our year. And then we were working on trying to create like a cool website. We had so many ideas of what we wanted to do that we kind of, we were like, all right, who's going to do all this? <laughs> but yeah, our committee was big. It was fun. It, we had a lot of social gatherings too. And that's, Is it still called I, Gradcast and Chill to this yes. day? <laughs> Is right. it still good? good, good. good. That, that's something that like, I hope people who listen to this realize is that we became amazing friends. And like still are, Aww. still are like Yemen, Tristan and I would meet every week and go like grocery shopping together or go for beers afterwards. You never you know. Send me a Christmas card this year. Yeah. Did oh, I? You sent me, uh, you sent me a card. You, you had a bunch of cards you had gotten traveling and you sent oh. us one. When, um... Yes. I, uh, found a stash I my parents gave me some now that I'm back in Vancouver they gave me all the stuff they've been storing for me including a stack of postcards from when I went traveling in 2002 so I've been slowly sending them to people just <laughs> randomly for no reason yeah I've um, been helping and, move my cats into my house uh, just last weekend there you go we were uh, all good we wore cats. masks and stuff we were responsible <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, it's been uh, so much fun in front of and behind the microphones. Does that make sense? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. But uh, so basically from there then, it's um, Ariel, why don't you bring us up to current day? This is how many, almost three so that years? Was, 
it was like 2018 so was it i yeah. came to i started grad school i started grad school in september 2016 um and i i moved to london from vancouver uh in like july 2016 and i think i had met alex before at like the one of the like neuroscience somethings uh, so i was already aware of gradcast before i even like joined before i started grad school and i was like i'm, yeah. I'm gonna yeah, i knew i, I was gonna this. get involved at the recruitment night for neuroscience for the program because you had yeah. came you'd come all the way from BC yeah for the for the recruitment session that week exactly I met yeah, you so that I weekend too at the at the pub at the, I remember that yeah wait club. were you sitting with with Bonnie when I when I sat that first na- first day when I first arrived I arrived in London I walked right in the first thing first thing I did was walk into the grad club and be like where's the biology people and they sat me down next to somebody with. <laughs> anyway i just remember oh. meeting you and you're like yeah i came here from vancouver i'm like oh my god vancouver people <laughs> one, one time i do remember us making it in a big way was um there was a year where sogs was so happy with us that they put us into the standard grad student like the like sogs goes to every department every year at the beginning of the year and does an orientation about all the stuff that they do and we got into the official orientation and that was really awesome that was yeah. Joe Donahue because he had won the three-minute thesis national competition that year. Oh yeah, and um, and so they they he was one of our members, so he he had pitched it for not only for him to talk about some of his other experiences, but like let's talk about gradcast too. That was super awesome. Just so you know, in grad school, if you win three-minute thesis, you're you're like a celebrity. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you can do yeah. whatever you want. It's, it's better than any scholarship. This is a, it's a huge yeah. deal. Yeah. Everyone knows you. <laughs> so I guess, um, yeah. So I joined, I, I came to grad school and instantly, instantly I was like, I want to do this. I kind of wanted to start my own podcast, but I was like, there's already like a really cool thing going on here. Like I don't need to try and reinvent the wheel. So, um, you know, Alex was chill and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get involved in this. And I got involved like the, the day I began grad school, I joined Gradcast. So I joined. I joined from the second I started, and so I was a, a you know a host, and I saw the transition with um, with Tristan uh, from like uh, going to that weird like, are we recording live? Like my first my first recording, like when I was a guest on the show, uh, I I went live on the radio station, and that was kind of a, it was a really cool experience. And I know that maybe some people now are like uh, reluctant, and you know I think a lot of people, we get a lot more. It's a little bit easier to recruit maybe for some people that are like nervous to go live uh on the on the radio so um that that's kind of cool but i i really i really appreciate having gotten that experience that and i wouldn't have got that without gradcast so that that was amazing to be live on the on the radio um so i was part of the committee just as you know as a host like anyone else and you know it's now becoming an oiled machine i'm hearing it from the very beginning and i'm seeing how it was developed by the time i joined you know you had a team and you know those that gradcast and chill like tristan was talking about like this was like a, a way to bring everyone together to make sure that we stay a team and everybody and that and i i still consider it kind of like a team building experience so oh, those can gradcast get pretty rowdy too those, those can be rowdy <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's one time we had a gradcast and chill we were at, at my place and, and tyson we we were all a little bit um we had been drinking some beer and um he decided to jump off my fire escape and he, he jumped off 
like the fire escape, which is, I don't know, it was probably 10 feet high. And he ripped the butt of his pants yeah. <laughs> right out. Good times at the apex. Definitely. Yeah. You didn't get that on video, did you? Because that, that no. would have gone viral around yeah, the world. It, it was hilarious. He, he just hopped off and... Well, oh, we, here, we, tr- we try uh, to avoid... Drycast and chills. Uh, we we have to talk about Yemen and oh. his love of my dog. Oh my god! And this he can't live this down because it was at my place. And anytime we were looking for Yemen, just so you know, he's incredibly allergic to dogs. But he and my dog usually is not good with being too handled. But she was apparently okay with Yemen following her around and spooning her. Like, I was like, where's Yemen? <laughs> and A, I, a few times like, we had to go, where's Yemen? And we found him in the basement. That's all I know. Oh, Yemen, does that bring good memories? But yeah, he a, a would go bit. and he would just like grab her and lie down with her. And just like, just like, this is where I'm going to be. I'm like, you're just going to close down and stop breathing aren't you yeah, just to show the story of how close we all are like three of you were at my wedding yeah <laughs> in 2016 it was before ariel i think it was before you started no, I, that I, was I think, an amazing well, actually yes wedding. it was it was before i started i believe yeah i heard about it i heard it was at the grad at the grad club yeah yeah it was awesome it was incredible yeah <laughs> <laughs> what, Alex? Well, those, yeah so those those uh those events i think are something really uh unique and nice about about uh about this committee it makes it different a little bit different from other committees and i know i hear that from anybody everybody who joins they're like you know i've been on other socks committees they're not like this (laughs) so i try to keep that up i really keep up that spirit like this this committee is a fun committee we get along we're you know tanya led i was part i was an experimental subject of hers yeah and that ended up on an episode of Gradcast. Oh, that's she so cool. She studied diet and exercise in pregnancy. So they had us on, but we couldn't admit that I was her study subject until it was published. <laughs> so we had to go on and I had to just speak at, and we found this out just before we went on it. We were recording. Do you remember that? Yeah, Ariel, do you mean? Yeah, I do. That was a, yeah. that was a sweet episode. And I, and I remember though, it was like, okay. Well, I remember well, the episode. Weird. That was an awesome episode though. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was basically right before we're supposed to go on. And we're going to talk about how Tanya led this study. And I was a participant. What was it like being a participant in her? What was it like? What about the studies? And we went on and we, right before we went on, Tanya said, okay, apparently we can't let people know you're a study subject to this. (laughs) So she would talk about her study and they, and they turned to me and say, so what's it like being pregnant or what's it like? Do you get exercise too? It's like, I'm following a diet and exercise plan. Tonight's guests, a person who studies exercise in pregnancy and a pregnant person. And a pregnant person. <laughs> what, what are the odds? We're like, uh, let's just see where this is going to go. So, wow. so yeah, I mean, you know, over the years, the, the committee has gotten pretty close because, you know, in part that we interacted so often, so closely, we met so often. So I guess I'm wondering, Ariel, um, in this past year, 
uh, ever since we've had to transition, you know, to Zoom, to online, to uh, social distancing, I mean, as chair, like, what sort of, um, you know, unique challenges do you think you faced um, as opposed to our three previous chairs here? Um, I guess, yeah, it, it has definitely been very different. I, I think just the same you'd expect from anyone else in any job where like you had to be with people, any job where you have to be with people, um, it got impacted the same way. I mean, we we're really lucky that, you know, we can do these recordings via Zoom. We never heard of Zoom before COVID hit. And then it, like now everybody uses Zoom for everything. So um, it was a kind of in, in weird way, kind of opens opens doors as well. Logistics um, of getting the pints from the grad club to the places when you're doing your meetings and Zoom, uh, that that must be pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like how do I uh, how do we distribute the beers that we have used our vouchers? I mean, the grad club, the grad club is literally closed down right now. So uh, we have, I don't know how it'd be very, was very difficult. Like the twelfth or thirteenth member of grad grad house. <laughs> Secret. Sure. You know, we are uh, racking up those vouchers though. I think um, yes. Like individually, the grad the grad club owes us each, you know, well over a hundred dollars at this point. You come in with like a like a like a like a bound brick of these vouchers. <laughs> like, I think I have I think I have like, <laughs> um, like twenty on my desk. Right? Oh, uh, um, well, I'd like to I'd like okay. So I know that you know everyone had it. Um, so we've listened a lot the whole story. So I'll try and like keep it short to like what has happened since since I became chair. Um, one thing that I wanted to do when I joined was try and reach out to some departments that we hadn't, um, we hadn't recruited from much at all. I was thinking like um, philosophy, the philosophy department. So I've managed over the past few years, I mean, with the help of recruiters, I, I really like really lean on my, my committee, the, the committee members. I really like say, hey guys, like we're all in this together. And I try to get people anybody as many people as we can uh know how to use the the, the recording software and and uh, and the editing and all that and um and uh get the recruiters like engaged and like go ahead and and, and find events for them to go i'd be like i found this event go to that event and talk to people or if i found a person would be like email them you know something like that so we managed to get a number of philosophy um students that i don't know that we had at least since i'd been on uh, too many philosophy it was a lot of like by the whole biology department pretty much and like neuroscience um, a bunch of neuroscience and i'm in neuroscience and i did end up actually recruiting a, a bunch of people from neuroscience for the committees the committee started to be filled up with with a lot of neuroscience people and we had a lot of neuroscience people on at the time neuroscience psychology and biology so i was like okay we'll try to expand out something like that um so that's what i tried to do um i guess another big change since i've i've been the chair was like um we went, well, they did, you know, you're talking about the CHRW, uh, the radio station, they moved us randomly. They were like, oh, well, you're all recorded now. So we're just going to move you to Wednesdays instead of Tuesdays, basically made all our like business cards not Crime. relevant anymore because <laughs> they all said, they all said the time and, and all our episodes, we would say like, we're on at this time. And, and so we decided, you know, we're not going to be dependent on saying that time and we're going to stop saying times when we're on the radio station because we are, you know, mainly a podcast, mainly a podcast. So we, you know, we did a lot of, and like Susan said, you know, when special events sort of became a thing, we, 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 we've been doing them so often, we wanted that extra slot. 
So we started getting um, a, a Thursday, one Thursday uh, a month, and then became like bi-weekly, we'd have a Thursday. Uh, so we'd actually have two, you know, two episodes um, some weeks. And uh, it's now grown to um, uh, two, two episodes every single week. So we actually have like enough. I, I, we don't always fill it. I mean, sometimes we have to do a rebroadcast, but like more often than not, we actually fill both uh, a new, two new episodes every single week. Um, and it comes out Wednesday and Thursday, but like it might be a different time on the podcast itself. Uh, it's a, the, but on the radio, it's on Wednesday and Thursday. So um, we have like so many more episodes. And uh, I'm I, thinking about like Alex having to like recruit every week. Like, okay, we got to get a new one for next week. Like now, now, of course, if, since those um, um, recruitment events that we, w- we would have at the grad club, we, we try to book like months in advance. So we have like three months, three, three months or so. Like I'll get, I'll start being worried if it, we only have a month or two uh, booked ahead of time, but we've booked a lot ahead of time. Um, so we have more, know, more episodes. We've also, um, you know, sort of on the subject of, of, how many shows we're doing now we've sort of kind of spun off like almost mini series that's true that's true we have two sub sub series uh one one that's been around for now a year or two a couple years maybe um uh, hashtag grad life uh which is like uh, usually just the committee members that talk about um you know grad student um life issues whatever um we're going through we had like uh rejection stories and like what, what I can't think of another. There was a holiday. Like, what are you doing over the holidays when you have to work through the holidays? Um, How do you talk and, to your in-laws about what your research is yeah, about? Do that. Um, and then we got a newest one. Um, so that was actually uh, Monica Molinero, who like you know started and started doing a lot of that hashtag grad life stuff. Um, and that's we've retained that. And um, we've got um, uh, Liam Clifford, who's a new student, and and now like. We've, I've been trying to get more people from different departments. So this is an example. He's in like political science and history. I'm not, I think he's in history right now, but he's also doing political science. Other way. A, uh, he had a political science master. No, he started in history. Now he's in political science. Right. So um, he's, he's taken it on uh, as, as, a, as an international student himself. He wanted to like, you know, have a sub series specifically for international students. And we call that uh, hashtag global grads. So we now have these like, a lot of extra, you know, content to fill and uh, a lot of, a lot of cool episodes to do. And then another thing that's changed since is the, um, social media. We, uh, we had, um, uh, we had a guest who was a friend of somebody on the committee, uh, Vicky Telios, who's, who at the grad club. And you know, like we're saying, all this stuff happens in the grad club it emphasizes the importance of coming together at the grad club. Like we needed to be there to talk about that stuff. And this is how these things develop. Right. And that's where I heard from this student, um, who was in like physiotherapy, I think she said, look, everything's on Instagram. You're like only, I think on Twitter at the time. And like Instagram's where you got to go. So Instagram developed and so we, we got an Instagram and now I think that our Instagram is maybe even our most, our primary source of, uh, of social media. And we even, we do advertisements on, on social, on, on Instagram, um, like all the time we have a, a standing advertisements on, on Instagram for the, for the podcast. So I think that was a, a relatively big change as well. Um, but other than that, you know, it's like, it's the same show from, from the very beginning. We're, we're trying to like stick to that, that that same feel and and keep it going and uh, and uh, and my my aim is to like make sure that we have um 
a good amount of people on the committee and, and people are eager and we, we keep it going and keep recruiting and keep coming up with like whatever interesting ideas and doing special episodes and all, all sorts of stuff. So, um, uh, okay. In terms of administrative stuff, I'll just say Susan set up a really good foundation for like with your, all your, all your, uh, like this is what you do all, every week. And I've like input that in my Google calendar and whatnot. And you've got those manuals, which I've not been so good at like updating, but like we have, we have all those documents. Um, and I think you were, Susan, you were the one who implemented like an actual itemized agenda, which we now like pretty much do every single time. Right. This is good to hear because I remember when we were like facilitating the transition, I'd left you with ab my absolute chaos that the <laughs> bundle of random things that kept the show running. I remember having to email you. Um, so when do I have to pay for the domain name? Like, and I think it's in your name. And like, I just remember going like, we're gonna lose our domain name for our website. Can you send me your information, like where you got it and your name and how I can switch it over to my name? There's a bit of that. So I think I have that all in the document now. Like this is the domain name. This is when it's due. This is how often you have to pay it. This is how much it costs. Yeah, it's very organized. <laughs> so we, we my, quite... my life is chaos now. But... <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a uh, it's really a really well oiled machine at this point. It's like a fixture. Uh, there's no like doubting. Is it like an up and coming? Is it is it is it is it like gonna retain it? Uh, is it gonna last? I think that um, you know as long as we can keep people on the committee who are you know committed, for lack of other words, to 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 having it you know keep going, then uh, I think this is gonna gonna last and, and i think um since i joined i always ask i'm like has anyone heard of this has anyone heard of the podcast you who, who's listening to it and i think that it, it's starting to be heard of like more it had at least now it, maybe it's a bit more difficult i literally haven't seen people because like, of covid we're like gone yeah. and uh yeah since we've gone covid oh the biggest change is we do because when we do things on zoom we do video portions and this mm -hmm. will be uh, on you on our youtube channel which now has you know, a bunch of episodes on there. So that's also, I guess, another social media. And we like expanded to a video podcast as well. So uh, a, a lot of changes, but you know, we've grown, we've grown. We are a big show now, a relatively big show and frequent show. I hope that uh, I don't know, like Alex said, we don't know how many people are listening on the radio and it's kind of difficult to find out exactly who's actually listening on the podcast mm -hmm. too. So I don't know, but I really hope people are appreciating it. I like doing it and I enjoy the, the episodes. I enjoy listening. So and pe we keep people, it going. part of it, we put, we've all put so much into it and it's yeah. great that like, as we build upon each other, we have room to try new things and be, be creative and like get serious. And we have, thanks to the foundations that Alex and Tristan uh, put in there, um, people believed in us and we could have you even laughing come on it's it's uh it's joyous laughter oh yes it's a pride of uh laughter of pride right absolutely yeah it's true though people did we we had a name for ourselves in with the radio station and the songs that we're just like yeah we're gradcast are like oh well, yeah <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank all of you 
very much for taking the time to take this, um, I guess, very self-indulgent trip down memory lane and I, in a way sort of officially establish our uh, origin story and um, our, our founding history of this, this long and story committee. Mm -hmm. Really great. Oh. I, I haven't, uh, thinking about GradCast again makes me like, you know, the olden days. Well, I mean, I'm not, I don't know about all of you, but uh, I got a little misty eyed in certain parts of uh, our conversation. But um, just sort of to, to end off here, I was wondering um, if you could each of you uh, provide a bit of a sound bite, say a word or a sentence or something. What does GradCast mean to you? I feel like I like, should say something incredibly witty. This is, this is a lot of pressure. First thing that comes to mind, if anything that comes to mind. Well, Yemen, you want to start us off with an example? Yeah. yeah. Um, to me, GradCast is free beer. That was, I mean, you were all telling your stories about how you joined the committee and how um, much you were uh, passionate about contributing to something meaningful. Um, when literally the reason I approached Tristan, I don't remember if Alex was there at the time, but it was during one of the uh, recruitment drives and you were in the grad club offering a free uh, beverage voucher for anyone who signed up. And so I did, and I never left. I'll go with uh, Love Wide, because GradCast was one of those things that um, PhD students, I mean, grad students in general, PhD students especially, start becoming extremely well-versed in extraordinarily narrow topics. And one of the best things about GradCast that I did every week was uh, I learned about things I learned about synchrotron radiation as somebody who uh, was a historian. <laughs> so like, like I, I, I really appreciated that was the, that's the thing I always remembered is that it got me out of, you know, this like laser focused uh, small world that you kind of drill yourself deeper into as you go into grad school. Did you say love wide? Yeah, I couldn't think of a more a uh, whimsical way to say it. <laughs> I, I, we kind of hit on the term with, uh, for me, it hasn't left my brain, but it's, it's uh, how very proud I am of what everyone has done and been part of. And I, I think it's the kind of pride in other people that you feel because you really like them and love them in a lot of sense, then you... Um, are so proud of what people have put into it. So just proud of what people can do. Oh. Thanks for me. The one word that um, GradCast means to me is people um, and maybe community. So people and community. Uh, on the committee itself, it, it's, it's an incredible community. It's very strong. Um, the, the culture that was fostered by you know, all of us as a, as a team was, was one that I've really never seen anywhere else. Um, it was being friends, but also actually working together really well and really efficiently. Um, and then people, because 
you know, when, when you go on and you interview people and you've, you've interviewed, you know, three people a week for two years, like, you know, and then you keep on being there for all these interviews. Um, uh, by the end of, of a couple of years of that, uh, five years, I don't know how many grad students' stories I had heard, um, some of which I helped to, to bring out myself and some of which I, I got to just sit back and listen as, as other people hosted and facilitated their story. But, and every one of them, there was never one that I wasn't fascinated by. I remember we had a few people on from the math department who said that no one's gonna be interested in what I'm doing, but it still was fascinating talking to them, hearing their story, their experiences with grad school and what they were doing. And, and it's all incredibly just valuable and beautiful. And I, I just couldn't believe the wonderful narratives that I was able to bear witness to through GradCast. That's lovely. Ariel, what about you? I guess I, I found it difficult to... <laughs> to come up well, with something is difficult is that what you're gonna uh, no go with? no that's not my no <laughs> i find Official, it difficult to come up with something quote. as um as profound as you guys have all uh said and, and i think you guys have all spoken beautifully about you know your experience uh with gradcast uh so <laughs> my attempt at coming if something coming up with something similar i thought of um um home and hearts home and hearts why home because when I came to when I came to London, I had nobody. <laughs> I came from Vancouver with nothing, with with n not knowing anybody at all, and it really it really helped. Uh, you know, somebody new to the city, new to the school, new to grad school, a new life, a whole new life to find a home somewhere where I could come. I came every week, and I and I met people, and I got to talk to people, I got to socialize, and it felt like a home for me. Like, and it still does. I, um, where I could I could come and, and learn and hearts is similar to what uh, Tristan was saying like people are really committed to their work and every like when you go to grad school you put your all into it it's your whole life it is your baby like Susan was saying um, it's definitely your baby and uh, that's why people put their heart into it and that's what we do on Gradcast is we go to people and we say share your baby with us share your heart with us we want to hear about no, your baby it's true. Broadcast. Show us your babies. Show us your Speaking babies. Speaking of which, I, I will, uh, for a little web exclusive, I'll, I'll uh, show you my baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, so, yeah. That, um, yeah, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy being on, on Gradcast. And uh, it's been, a, it's, it's been um, an invaluable experience for grad school. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine being a graduate student without it. I just can't. Well, that was all very beautiful. Thank you very much for um, sharing your stories with us. We miss uh, you all, but thank you as well for listening to GradCast. We are a production of the Society of Graduate Students here at the University of Western Ontario. You can catch us on the air at CHRW 94.9 Radio Western. You can also find us on Google Play, Apple iTunes, and wherever you subscribe to find podcasts such as ours. We can also be found on YouTube and Spotify. Uh, drop us at line at gradcastradio at gmail.com if you 
If you are interested in coming on to the show or joining as a committee member, you want to sit where we're sitting? We got spots available. You could be number five. Ha ha ha!